we have respect and reverence which has been taught to us and it is a beautiful tradition. We have respect towards the elders, towards parents, towards the ones who are in a higher position to us and even to those who give us knowledge, who give wisdom to us and even to our friends that have done good towards us. We will give blessings to each other. And this is a tradition that is very beautiful and good. It is imbued with noble virtues and lies within the principles of all the 38 highest blessings, starting from not associating with bad people, associating with good people, associating with the wise people, respecting and giving homage to those who should be respected and given homage to. And we are someone who is humble and deferential. So the tradition of Songkran is imbued with Dhamma principles, which are blessings of one's life. Giving alms and making merit is a blessing of one's life. Having sila, morality, doing sitting meditation and listening to Dhamma is all about the blessings of one's life. It is something good that we call mangala, a blessing. It is something excellent, something supreme. And we also have to be careful of our minds as well, that today we'll begin the tradition of the Thai New Year with a good mind. We have respect and reverence. We have faith and confidence in the Dhamma teachings of the Sama Sambuddha, the perfectly self-awakened Buddha. And we have a look at our thoughts, our beliefs we have. Where does it come from? Is it from wisdom or avijja, ignorance? Is it from knowing or not knowing? Adding an a means not. Vijja is knowing, so avijja is not knowing. So in Thai, it will be referred to as not knowing and knowing. They fight against each other in our hearts. Sometimes we have faith, we have knowing, and we have confidence. But when we go bawana, meditate onwards, sometimes we have our own thoughts and views. And here we have to be careful of this. At the time when I was with Venerable Ajahn Chah, I started to believe in myself. When we are like a child, we meditate and we believe in the Kruba Ajahn, the great teacher. But when we grow up a bit and we meditate and have pity, rapture, we have peacefulness of mind. And I started to have my own thoughts of how I should do it. This is normal. Everyone is going to be like this, but we have to be careful. When we have respect and reverence for the Buddha, then we will follow what the Buddha taught. We respect the Dhamma and Sangha and their teachings. This is the Sawaka Sangha, the noble disciples who will lead us to walk towards Nibbana, to the path to heaven, to the Brahma realms, and to Nibbana. So we practice following that. So doing our chanting, 
morning and evening chanting, we recollect the virtues of the Buddha. And sometimes there is the question of why do we have to be a servant of the Buddha? Dhamma Sangha. Buddha Sahasami Daso. Dhamma Sahasami Daso. Sangha Sahasami Daso. I am indeed the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha's servant. The Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha is my master, lord and guide. Does it have to be to that level? So let's have a look at it. I've contemplated this further. If we are in a group of bad people, then oh, say it's a group of robbers, thieves, and we are their underlings, then we have to follow them. Whatever the robbers and thieves tell us, we have to follow what they say, because we are under them. They can order us around however they want, and more so if we are a servant to the robbers. Being in captivity, controlled by them, and so on, then they force us to steal and rob, to go physically harm others, and we can do all sorts of bad things. If we are a servant to drugs, then we would follow the power of the drugs in everything. So we see the drawbacks of that. But here, what if we are a servant of the Buddha? The Buddha himself doesn't need us to be his servant. The Dhamma and Sangha don't need us to be a servant to them. The Buddha's mind is purified and emptiness already. The Dhamma is pure. The Sangha follows the Dhamma of the Buddha and has been purified. They don't need anyone to be a servant to them because they don't attach to Rupa, materiality and Nama, mentality already. They are not attached to self. They can't attach to other people. If they attach to others, that that person is a servant of ours, that they are under me, then they aren't a well-practiced monk following the teachings of the Buddha. The Sama Sambuddha does not attach to anything in this world. Whoever would puja, give him homage, he lets go of. No liking, no disliking. He is purified and liberated already. But when we are a servant to the Buddha, the Buddha is one whose mind is pure and freed from suffering. When we are his servant, then we must follow him, follow what the Master teaches and advises. Then we'll have only a good path and leading to the peacefulness of the mind. Even if we have a family, then our family will have peace and happiness. The society will be peaceful and happy. This is because we have a refuge to hold on to. That is Bhutang Saranangachami, Dhammang Saranangachami, Sankhang Saranangachami, for the first time, for the second time, for the third time. We make it firmly established. Why does it have to be like that? Because if it's not firm, then sometimes our mind can be wavering and unsteady. Even in Dhamma practice and meditation, 
it can waver and be unsteady. We have doubts, and it is in a mess. Will this kamatana meditation object make my mind peaceful? If I recite Bhutto, Dhammo, Sankho, if I contemplate the body, will I be peaceful? See, this is doubt arising. Doubts like this obstruct our minds to not experience peace, and chaos arises. When we have faith and confidence in the teachings of the Buddha and what the noble Sangha monks have taught, then we follow that and then our minds can start to have rapture and bliss. But some Dhamma practitioners, both Thai or Westerners, practice and never experience any peace at all. There is no rapture, no bliss. They start to get discouraged and become a mess. Why is that? It's because the practice is not yet right. It is true that they are meditating, but the mind is not yet peaceful. Venerable Ajahn Chah compared this to an example of fishing in a pond that has no fish. Then even fishing for the whole day and night, all year, they won't catch any fish. So we must train and practice and develop our minds to be good, to develop metta, goodwill, Especially these days, people's hearts are hot. The weather is hot and the heart is hot. Driving on the road and something doesn't go one's way and they could be inflicting physical harm or even killing. There's lots of this. The patience has declined. Sometimes by attaching to being right and it then becomes wrong. We are right, and we attach and cling to it. We aren't in the wrong. We won't give in to them. The phrase, not giving in, it means not knowing the mind to that which can make us suffer to the point of losing one's life. So giving forgiveness is very important. The venerable elder Ananda made a robe and offered it to the Buddha but part of his body had contacted that robe. So the Sangha faulted Venerable Ananda that what he did was wrong. But Venerable Ananda didn't have any intention to do that, but he didn't argue. When the Sangha said he had done wrong, he gave in to that, and so it ended. But people in the world aren't like that, thinking, I am right so I won't give in to anyone. And the one who has done wrong argues. So there is chaos arising, and it can come to physical harm or even lead to killing. So giving forgiveness to each other is important. Asking forgiveness from each other. So on the Songkran day, there is the tradition of respect and reverence to pour water on elders, to those we have respect for. We begin with the pouring of water on the Buddha statue and we establish our minds to ask forgiveness from each other. 
for whatever wrongdoing we have done towards each other, whatever we have done to make their minds hot and ill at ease, then today may you have coolness and ease of heart, like the water that we give to each other. We may have enjoyment following the tradition, but it's like we are making each other's minds cool, like wishing to not harm each other throughout the whole year. So this is a new beginning, and we recollect it like this today. We have a mind that is good and beautiful. We come to make merit and give alms. Even though the weather is hot, we are determined to have patience and a high level of forbearance. And this makes our mind brighter and better. Our families will have happiness, and the parents take the children to give alms, to listen to Dhamma. And this is a teaching they are giving without needing to say too much. Then when the kids grow up, they can support Buddhism to continue to prosper. So we build goodness and giving our forgiveness to those that we don't like and practicing Dhamma and having the faith and confidence in the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. And we will understand their teachings of the way to practice and we will have confidence in it to make our minds to not have liking or disliking. And this is the path to seeing Nibbāna. When we believe in this, we can follow the right path of which the Kruba Ajans diligently taught, of what Venerable Ajahn Chah emphasised, and we are determined to practise it. We sincerely, Bawana, meditate. Even if we have a family, we can still make time for practice. Dhamma practice isn't that difficult. It's about having mindfulness. There's no need to be so stressed about it. Have mindfulness. Whatever you do, have mindfulness. Then that is right already. And we train our minds to be better. And we will gain success in our studies in our work and in our bhavana, and becoming a monk in the ultimate sense within each of our hearts. May you grow in blessings.